always going. <laughs> but this is good because I'll just face this direction. I'll remember to look at the camera. Welcome in tonight for those who are watching us online. We welcome you tonight. God bless you. And uh, I pray that you get something out of this tonight. Uh, even if you're not in person, uh, you'll still get something out of it. Let's uh, just go before the Lord and just pray and commit this time to him. Father, we just thank you for this time together. We thank you for your faithfulness and your goodness. And we know that you are here with us. The Holy Spirit is in us and he never leaves us or forsakes us. And so tonight we come before you right now and we thank you for everything that will be accomplished ahead of time. We, we do so ahead of time because we're coming to you in faith. And faith knows that we have the answer. Faith knows that we have revelation. Faith knows that we have the wisdom of God. And so we thank you for it ahead of time. And we give you praise and honor. In Jesus' name, we open our ears, our hearts, and our eyes. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Uh, so tonight, uh, we are going to kind of piggyback on last Wednesday. Uh, last Wednesday, we talked about the law of priorities, and uh, which is part of our leadership lesson series. Uh, and so we talked on that a bit uh, last week. The law of priorities says that activity is not necessarily accomplishment. And so we talked about how fruitfulness is the why. That's the why to setting and managing priorities. We hear, oh, you should have priorities, but we looked at the word of God and what it says in John 15, where it says, the world will know that you're my disciples because you bear much fruit. <laughs> and actually Matthew uh, says that as well. And so that uh, you bear much fruit. And so uh, our lives, uh, we want our lives to produce fruit. They know that we're his followers, not just by what we say, but by what the fruit that our life produces. And so uh, setting priorities, if we don't do that, we said, we'll wander or we'll be very busy but not accomplish much for God. And so last week, that's what we talked about. <clears throat> this evening, I want to piggyback on that. And uh, I want to do a leadership lesson uh, on the topic of values-based goals. Values-based goals. Now, I know I've talked about setting goals, getting goals. I'm not gonna teach you how to set goals, get goals, any of that. I have a great class on that. Uh, but that's for outside of church. Uh, and so I'm not gonna do that. But I wanna talk about some things that are important. Um, my objective today is to show you how your values drive your goals. Your values drive your goals. And how when you set goals that reflect your values, that you are more apt to uh, stick with them, the goals, and to preserve them. Uh, and so we'll talk a little bit about that. And we're going to do in a few minutes an activity here and online. I'll try to upload it for you. I'll try to take a picture of it real quick and uh, do that for you so you can do it. It's an activity that I do uh, that it's helpful to coaches. So in my coaching business, this is what I would use. There goes the mic. Uh, I would use uh, a set of values cards that we have on the John Maxwell team. But instead of using the cards, because I don't have enough to pass out to everybody, uh, I, will, I have a sheet that will pass out and we'll do that activity together. And again, my objective is to let you know We've talked about values, and we have our mission, vision, and values on that back uh, wall, and it's on our website. And it, it really is important for us to have values, especially in the time that we're living. <laughs> and so uh, we'll be talking more about that as we uh, go forward. Back in January, I started the series on the vision, mission, and values and I talked about our values, kind of broke it down, what our values are. Also talked about how uh, it's important to set values and have values because uh, that is how you make decisions in your life. And so now I want to talk about the goals, setting goals based on that reflect our values. 
uh, we gave some examples of how important it is when we make decisions that we do that around our values. And so uh, values are a person's principles or standards of behavior, one's judgment of what is important in life. And I like to simplify it even more. Values are the things that matter most to you in your life. That's what your values are. They are the things that matter most to you. That's what values are. Values function as anchors for us. We've talked about that in the past. Uh, we talked about uh, with strong values, we find direction. We don't drift. We can stay steady, purposeful, and intentional. And we said our methods will change. Things that we do will change, but our values will never change. They'll never change. That's something that we don't compromise on is our values. Uh, we talked about the importance of having Bible-based values. Remember that? Uh, we looked at Matthew 24, verse 35. It says, the earth and sky will wear out and fade away before one word I speak loses its power or fails to accomplish its purpose. And that's God speaking. The word of God will never fail, so why not base our values on the word of God? right? Anytime we have a decision to make in this church or when I'm setting goals for the church, I reflect on our values and I make sure that the goals and the decisions that we're setting and making are reflective of those values. That's something that's important and it helps us keep going in the right direction. When we don't do this, we either get stuck and don't move at all, or we begin to drift. And before we realize it, we find ourselves in situations we never thought we'd be in. Ever, ever been there? How did I get here? <laughs> I started there, but I'm here. What happened? You know, and so that's part of that. That's part of that. It's because we've forsaken our values. We went to Virginia Beach over the summer, and Kev, you'll remember this, Eric got out of the water for a little while, and we had rented a cabana with the bed. And so, you know, when he got out, he was there, and we saw him, like, oh, he's relaxing over there. And then, you know, not just a few minutes later, I look up, and I'm like, oh, Eric must have left. Where'd he go? And so Eric, uh, Kev's like looking, yeah, he's not there. And I'm like, oh, wait, <laughs> that's not our cabana. Our cabana is way over there. We were having a good time in the waves. We weren't doing a whole lot, just kind of just going with the waves. And we had drifted all the way. So I found a man who had sat on the beach like, uh, like for a whole a long period of time. Him and his friend were sitting there. I said, that's, that's going to be my reference point. So every time I'd look up, oh, oh, the man's way over there. Okay. We kept drifting. Well, that will happen in our lives, and it happens without you even knowing it, right? And so that will happen in our lives when we don't uh, reflect, when our goals and the things we're pursuing don't reflect our values. Your values represent the very essence of who you are. They represent the essence of who you are and the things that you hold dear to you. Your values can be family, faith, relationships, Creativity, freedom, fun. Your values can be anything that, uh, can be anything. Integrity, excellence. It can be, uh, I like downtime, vacation time. It, those could be part of your values. Anything that matters most to you. And whatever your values are, you want to set your goals based on them because you will put time into what really matters to you. That's what you're going to put time into, what really matters to you. And so the first step to set a values-based goal is to know your values. Duh. <laughs> We're so smart. So it, that's the first thing. So I want us to take a few minutes to do this activity. 
for those watching, I'll take time here and I'll just try to take a picture. Mike, you can hand those out. I'll try to take a picture of this sheet and upload it for you in comments. If I can't do it now, because who knows, uh, I will definitely do it after the fact. So um, again, I mentioned I do this activity. I do it with cards um, and I had Eric do it uh, earlier. So we're going to look at his and then I, I want to hear from some of you as well. So the sheet that you have is not exhaustive by any means. If I was to give you a sheet of every value you could have, there's more than 50 here, but if I could give you a sheet of every, it would be unending. <laughs> We'd be here for days. So this is not exhaustive, but it's one that um, has a good number on it. Now, if you already know your values, circle them, or check mark them or write them on there if you already know them. But, uh, and I'll give you the instruction here in a sec, because we're gonna bring this list down to five in a matter of three minutes, whether you believe it or not. And it's very easy to do. Eric did this. He had about 50 cards and he brought it down to in less than five minutes. It took less than five minutes. And so I'm gonna tell you, do not overthink this at all. Don't overthink it. Uh, but uh, this list, and we're not trying to say that the stuff that I'm not over here checking or whatever are not important to me. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that these things are more important. So to start with, go through that list and underline the values that you feel are most, most, keyword, important to you. Just go through the list, underline. Make sure you underline because this is going to... We're gonna do three different things here. So just pick, it could be a bunch. It could be, you know, 40 of the 50 or whatever of them. So just go through the list and see the things that are most important to you. Let me see if I can take a picture of this for those of you who are online. Oh, I don't want that one. Let me do this one. There we go. And let's see if we can get this for you all right let's make sure i was this is just not a good picture i stay straight here okay so i am going to have you move to the next step again don't think too hard here so the next step from the list of only underlined only the underlined values Put a check mark next to the eight values that are most important to you. So put a check mark under uh, where the underlined ones are. Put a check mark next to the ones that are. Let's see if I can upload this. Eh, it's not going to let me. I'm going to upload it to the page, to the Father's House Family Church page. So you're going to have to get out of your feed and go in there, okay? You can do this later. Uh, it, it's, you'll still get when we do this. All right. So from that list, from the eight, I want you to go through the list of the check marked items and now just circle five of the values that are most important to you. From that list of eight, circle only five, your top five. My internet is acting up here, so I'm not going to be able to do that. I'll have to upload that for you later, those who are watching. All right. So we should be done. <laughs> I know. It's a big list, and you're like, but I love family. But I love this. But I love. Just go with your gut and just pick the first one. Don't overthink it. If you overthink it, you will never be able to do this exercise. I can tell you that right now. Okay? All right. All right, so I'll show you what we did here. And here's the thing. When we struggle to do this, it's because we haven't sat down in a long time and just done some reflecting. That's when, when it's hard to do exercises like this, 
It's because we have to just really sit down and see what's important to us. I mean, this is not something we do all the time. It isn't. This is provoking you to think deeply. This is thought-provoking, isn't it? And so uh, that's why it, it's, we don't do this, because it's a little difficult sometimes. Um, so I went with Eric, and I'll show you how many cards. And this took maybe, Eric, three minutes. So I have all these cards, plus five from here. And so I told him to take these cards, and these are the same values that are on that, maybe a few different because they have to do with leadership. And I told him, I want you to separate it in two piles. A is important. B is most important right? So B is your most important pile. Then I told him, take your B pile and bring that down to eight. Now, it did take him twice doing the eight because he was at like 12. And then he, I said, okay, look at that 12 pile again, get it down to eight. He got it down to eight, took him less than a minute. And then I said, from that eight pile, now look at those cards and dwindle that down to five, reduce it to five. And he did makes it a little easier with these cards because it gives you a little definition underneath. So on this paper, we don't have the definition. This is something that uh, it gives you the definitions underneath. So here's Eric's top five, and so I want to hear some of yours as well. So honesty, which is being truthful or sincere, that's one of his values. And then trust, firm reliance on the integrity, ability, or character of a person or thing. Structure, formality, processes, and systems. Integrity, words and deeds match up. I am who I am, no matter where I am or who I am with. And courage, the willingness to take calculated risks and step outside of one's comfort zone. Those are his top five. Do you want me to comment? Yeah, I want you to comment, yeah. All right, so thinking of those, I kind of looked at what I had as a foundation and like things that were a given, that people that know me know I have faith in God. Right. That I try to walk in love as much as possible. And um, she knows me the best, obviously. She knows structure right here. I didn't even um, circle that, but... Where I get some of my values is the core values of the military, which is the acronym leadership. And I don't know if it's the same, I don't want to say my age, but <laughs> almost 25 years ago when I signed up, that was um, our core values in the Army. And leadership is L-D-R-S-H-I-P, loyalty, duty, respect, selfless service, honor, integrity, and personal courage. And then after you have all those there's a definition for each one now. Like I said, it's going on 25 years. I don't remember all of them. But respect is one that's treat people how you want to be treated. And that's obviously what Jesus says about love thy neighbor. And then one of my values could be commitment. But when somebody commits to something, you can see that. A, pa a pastor commits to a job loving people. You know, a person in the military, when you fulfill your contract, you made that commitment. So that should just be a value that's instilled in you that people, when they know you, know about. And so some of these ones that you talked about, those are hidden ones that are on the inside that, you know, through actions, people can and learn to understand be that. some become character traits. Yes. Like they become your character, who you are, right? They become just, this is just how it is, and this is, I'm a person of faith, and <laughs> we don't compromise there, right? And so, yeah, so, so some we, become your character. Right, and then you mentioned drifting. Some of us can drift from some things like walking in love. You get tripped up out there in the world. But like you said, when you reflect, get back to zero. Get back to being centered to where you're supposed to be, mm -hmm. to where your values that you hold close mm -hmm. are at. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Do we want to, who wants to share their five, their top five? I want to give him the mic, he could share his. <laughs> Come on up. His back is healed in Jesus' name. <laughs> All right. Like, I didn't know I was getting up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, my first one is faith uh, slash religion. You can just put yep. God there. Yep. Like, that's um, what grounds me and really stirs everything else in my life. Yep. Uh, second is family. Mm -hmm. Family is very important. 
very important, starting my lovely wife over there. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, three, I would definitely say is um, leadership. That's just something that mm -hmm. has been in me since I was like in kindergarten, you mm -hmm. know what I mean, on the playgrounds. Uh, four is wisdom. I think everybody can attain intelligence, Amen. but and not wisdom. everybody has wisdom. <laughs> wisdom is good. Uh-huh. And um, legacy, I think, you know, that's, that's something important. If you can leave a legacy, mm -hmm. life isn't just about you. It's about the next generation that's after right. you. That's good. That's good. I like that because, too, when we think about these things, so we think about both of their, um, their values, their core values, everything you do should reflect that, right? And so when he talks about legacy, the things you do today matters, right? So when he talks about legacy, leaving a legacy, it's not just when I go, there's my legacy. The paths and steps you take today, every step you take, you are creating your legacy. And so today matters, right? So it, what, when I do something today, it's for the future. So when I set my goals and things, how do I leave a legacy for my children or my, the, the next generation uh, how, or the generations to come. How do I do that? And so you get real intentional, right, on what the activities that you do. And so that's excellent. And you were saying, like, one of his is structure. So I was talking to him. So if I was coaching an individual whose structure is one of their values, as a coach, I use their vision and their goals their vision and their values to help them set goals, right? And to pull them forward. Well, I would say, okay, so say a fitness goal. Say someone has a fitness goal and their stru structure is a value. I cannot say, okay, so, you know, what are you gonna do? And he's not going to, if what's go not gonna work for him is no structure. If he sets a goal that maybe two times a week, I'll, um, I'll go depending on what the day is, that's not gonna work for him. He needs a process, he needs a system. So I would be asking him questions in regards to that. Coaching is not teaching, not training, not mentoring. Coaching is just asking him questions because the answer is in the person who's being coached, right? So I'm not sharing my life experience. You know what I did? I did, no, that's mentoring. <laughs> mentoring is sharing your experiences. Coaching, you don't talk. 20% talking, 80%. So I would coach the person and I would say, so where do you, why do you think you're struggling in this area? what can you do to move yourself forward just a little bit today? And then, you know, say he has a, an, an opportunity when you're coaching, you try to connect them knowing that community is important. Having help from someone else, partnering with someone else. Well, his trust, trust is one of his values. And so a lot of people who have values of trust, they're going to look at other people like, do they value trust? Do they want to leave a legacy for someone else? A lot of times you kind of raise your nose and go, I don't want nothing to do with them. They don't have the same values. And so I have to help him work through that. So I'd say, do you know of anybody who can help you? Well, yeah, there's a guy, but I don't know what his motive is. He keeps telling me he can help me with my business. Okay, so what can you do, just a small step, that you can do this week to move you forward to gain at least a little bit of his trust that will show you what his motive is? And then now he can think about it. Well, okay, instead of giving him the whole job, I can give him part of the job. That's how you move forward. But it's based on the values that he has as a person. When you set goals, you should do the same thing. Look at your values as a person and look at it and make sure that that's what's guiding you. That's what's guiding you. So again, the list is not exhaustive. So who else wants to share their five? Anyone? Kev. Kev, come on, Kev. Uh, this is just going from the top down. Uh, first one I got here is a uh, balance, uh, faith and religion, and then goes all the way towards uh, spirituality, stability, and structure. I, I like those last two especially. Though. That's good. Stability having and structure. A good, uh, having a good roadmap. I mean, that's what the Bible is from beginning to end. Genesis <laughs> to Revelation. That's good. that's good. You want something, just go look there. That's good. I like you that. You know the outcome. So. That's good. That's good wisdom. 
And if I you like notice, it. a lot of those, like he said, they all go together, like they fit perfectly. Balance, structure. Stability. Stability. When and you have faith. structure, it's usually stable, right? Faith, <laughs> spirituality, faith. communication uh, yeah. with God is going to make you stable, give you stability. We can switch places if you want. <laughs> that was good. That was good. The Bible is a roadmap. I love it. All right. Someone else? We have time at least for one more. Yeah, go ahead. Come on. <laughs> That's okay. That's what we like. That's why we're all different. We're all unique. We're all unique. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. I have adventure, independence, knowledge, wealth, and wisdom. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And that is Patty. That is Patty. That is who she is. That's the essence of who you are. Now, that independence, right? Uh, the person who does our coaching on the John Maxwell team, she talked about independence as one of hers, freedom, independence. And so hers was from the time, and if I named her name, you would know her, but I'm not going to. Uh, from the time that she was young, she worked herself out of her corporate job at like the age of like 20 because she wanted independence was one of her values. She did not want to work for somebody else. She, I'm not working for someone else. And she runs a multi-million dollar business and she's with the likes of, you know, I can name all kinds of celebrities and she's there. And that's, that to her, independence was something that, and, and everything she did when, with her goals and everything was to get there, to get to where she was independent. She's a wonderful Christian, person of faith, wonderful and that's her guiding principles her the word of god and all that incorporated with adventure we have to have fun in life god wants us to have and enjoy life if it's all work and no play you are going to burn out before you even get started right and so i would hope that a travel agent would want adventure and fun <laughs> i would hope <laughs> And that she's, I mean, she's well-traveled and goes on adventures, and that's awesome. That helps her yeah. in her business, which is amazing. That's awesome. I love your values. So um, the Bible says a lot about hope. So one thing, if you, I, I want to talk to you, first of all, about this thing, hope. I just kind of got a little ahead of myself because we have our values, and that's how we begin to set our goals. So when you know what really matters to you, then you can set the right goals because your goals are a means of achieving your values. That's how you live them out. And your values are the things that you take action to gain or keep, to gain or keep. So you wanna make sure that your goals are authentic to your values. Now, um, Again, I'm not going to give you a lesson on how to write goals or set goals. We could do that another time. Um, but know that hope creates goals. Hope is what creates goals. And we'll talk about that for a minute. When you set a goal, the, the path to achieve it is usually not a straight line, and it's not obstacle-free. When you set a goal, if it was and it was easy, you wouldn't need to set a goal. You would just be it, do it, have it. You, would, you wouldn't need to have a goal. It's not easy. It's not a straight line. A lot of twists and turns. And so when you do that, you have to know that hope, what that does, it gives you the mental toughness. <laughs> it gives you the mental tough, toughness you need to uh, bounce back to bounce back uh, from setbacks, to come back from that. It makes you come back from, oh, that was a setback. Hope is what will do that. Hope gives you the ability to see what is still possible even when you have a setback, even when you have a setback. Hope makes the comeback possible and it pulls you forward. Hope is a character trait and it can be nurtured and it can grow. And it's essential for goal setting. Hope is where your goals begin. That's where your goals begin. When you stop hoping, you start settling for less. You start downsizing and downplaying your dreams. 
and your vision. You shrink it down. And I've been there. I couldn't even remember what my vision or my dreams or my goals were because I, was, I couldn't see it. You, I had lost hope. That's what I had lost. And so um, here's a question that will help us get unstuck in this area. This is a reflective question. It's thought-provoking. And if you need some help in getting unstuck, here's a question to ask yourself. Where have I settled because I lost that sense of hope or neglected it? Where have I settled because I lost that sense of hope or I neglected it? Where have I downsized, downplayed my dreams and my goals? Because someone said, you? You're going to do that? And I'm like, maybe not. And I lost that hope. Where have I settled? And take inventory of your life to see the dreams that I had 10 years ago. Why am I not pursuing them? Why did I stop pursuing them? Is it because it was too hard, too big? Because I didn't believe in myself? I didn't, I didn't believe that I could have it, I could be it, I could do it. What's the problem? Where, where, you know, where did I settle? And where did I lose hope? The Bible says a lot about hope. In fact, in Ephesians chapter 2, it says we were in all, all of us, were in a state without hope because we were without God. It says we were without God and without hope, roaming around, drifting without God. And so the first step to get hope, the first step to get hope is to have God. And so I, I'm well acquainted with people who are here in this house. I know we've got God and we've got hope. Those of you who are watching, maybe you're in a place where you feel hopeless. It's even hard to hear about hope because you don't have hope. You're hopeless. Well, your first step, your first step to having hope is to have God. Invite him. Invite Jesus to be a part of your life. Just accept him. Receive him. He has the hope that you need. You can borrow his hope until you get your own. And so simply just tell him, I want you in my life. I need you in my life. I give myself to you. And from today on, I receive your hope. And that's the first step to having hope. Without doing that step is difficult. You're going to have to try to conjure up your own hope. But when you have hope from him, it's priceless. And so maybe you want some help. We can help you pray through that. If you want some help, you can just connect with me. You can direct messages and I can pray uh, together personally with you on that. Once you receive the hope of salvation, then you can receive and grow in hope for your future. After that, that's where that starts. Jeremiah 29, 11 is a verse we all know and love who are believers. That verse says in the New King James Version, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Hope is always for the future. These words were spoken to Israel during the darkest times of their existence. During the darkest time of their existence, God assured them of his plan and purpose for them of their hopeful future. That's what he did during the darkest days when they couldn't see a way out of it. God assured them, oh, no, no, my thoughts and plans for you are that. They're filled with hope, filled with hope. And so when you set a goal, you may not see immediate results. You may not see um, tangible and nothing tangible at first. But you can remain hopeful, full of hope. Because you have God's promise. Hope says the fruit may not come immediately, but the fruit's going to come ultimately. I know it's going to come ultimately. Amen. That's what hope's going to do. Another verse in Psalm 42, we see the writer is being honest with himself. 
And he's remembering how in the past he was the one leading the individuals in worship to God. He was the one. And now he's kind of saying, I don't even know how to find God myself. He's being honest and truthful with himself. He's not ignoring the state that he's in and saying, I rebuke that in Jesus' name. No, that doesn't exist. No, no, that's, no. He's putting it out on the table and being honest about his current state, where he's at. This is, he's asking himself some questions. And in verse 5 and verse 11 of Psalm 42, here's what he says. Why am I so discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? Questions, thought-provoking questions. He then starts to get his perspective back and says, I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. And hope came as he told himself the truth about his future. That's how hope came. When we lose hope, get in the Word of God. Find out. Get your values out. Where are we headed here? Where am I going? Oh, yeah, legacy. Hmm, got to keep that in front of me. Oh, yeah, I've got to get these things, to have the courage to step out when I'm not even seeing any fruit. I'm not seeing any tangible results here. This thing is bigger than I am. But where's my value? Oh, yeah, courage, strength, <laughs> trust. I trust you, Lord, with my life. I can at least do that, can't I? I can trust him. He's someone I can always trust. I can trust him, right? And in the midst of it, I can enjoy the moments. I can have fun. And I can remember that this is an adventure in faith. There went my shoe. And so this is an adventure in faith that I'm headed to. Life is an adventure in faith. <laughs> every, around every corner, the faith of God is what's going to get me through it and sustain me and uphold me through it. My values, I keep those in front of me. My guiding principles that give me direction and act as anchors and keep me from drifting to the left or the right because I'm feeling hopeless. Hope, hope. There are a number of other verses about hope, but I wanted to encourage you with those two. Remember, research shows that if you want to achieve anything significant in your life, you must set goals. And those goals, when your goals reflect your values, what matters most to you, who you are, who you are, that will drive your goals, and hope is where it all begins. That's where your goals begin, with hope. Hope gives you the ability to see what is still possible even when you have that setback, because you will. When you set goals again, if it was easy, you wouldn't need a goal. You'd just be like, this morning when I wake up, I'm gonna go do this, and you just do it. It's easy. We set goals for things that are huge and big, and what do we do? We break it down into daily steps, into steps, into steps, tangible steps. Kev said structure and stability. The roadmap. We take it and we break it down, small steps that I can accomplish it. So it's not overwhelming. It's not overwhelming. And then, you know, we have performance goals, we have growth goals, two different types of goals. We need both. We have motivations, external and internal motivations. All of these things come into play when we are setting goals and getting goals. But I want you to hear today how. You need hope. I mean, yes, we have hope in Jesus. But when you're walking this out tangibly, when you're walking it out and be real and setbacks come, hope is going to set you up for that comeback. Remember, faith, the, the Hebrews chapter 11 says, faith is the substance of what? Things hoped for. <laughs> faith requires hope. We need hope. We need hope. And so faith and vision are hard to separate, and they both need that anchor of hope. And so as you set your goals, um, be mindful of that. I believe that God is showing us how to get more focused. 
uh, in pursuit of his kingdom and his way of doing things. And, and you know, we're doing this financial uh, plan. We're, we're working this plan out. And we have to be intentional about it. And we have goals that we set along the way. You may look at the plan and it's like this, and it's like, he said it's attainable. You know, my money coach told me this is attainable. You can do this in seven years. But if I continue to do the same thing that I've done the last seven years, I'm not going to get there in seven years. I've got to change some things. Well, my values are what's going to help me do that. And also setting goals in relation to them or authentic to my values is what's going to help me move forward to attain that. Yeah, absolutely. When you say hope, it's like when we got married, like, I hope I can take care of you or I hope I don't let you two down mm -hmm. with your daughter. And when you make that commitment, your values might change. Because now, you know, you could be out there having an adventure, but hey, settle down now. <laughs> Make sure you can afford it. it. Now it's not just your, more important. you're not your own responsibility. Mm -hmm. Because when I was in my 20s, I did whatever I wanted. Mm -hmm. And when I got married, it was like, no, now I got to do what we want. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now that um, scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, quick funny story. That um, store we were in, shopping. I'm not really a jewelry guy, but we're in Morningstar, looking at different things, necklaces, whatever, and there was a ring, it was Jeremiah 2911. So I slid it on, and I couldn't get it off. <laughs> I almost had to buy it at that point. <laughs> Panic set in, I started sweating. Walking like, around, hey, circling. Trying to pull the leg off. <laughs> Finally, I got it off. I said, I guess I should get it. So I, got, I did get the ring. It was a different size, but... I always will forever remember that scripture because of that one moment where the ring got stuck on my finger. He's like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's not going to work. Windex, Windex. But yeah, so, you know, that hope is like for other people too, not just for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be hope for someone else, right? The way you live and your values and the things you do, the choices you make, and when you come back, when you make that comeback, and they saw you when you had that setback, they saw you when you were down, but they see you come back, you can be hope for someone else. That's what our life is all about. It's a testimony for people. When we come through trials, we come through tests, and we come through and we hold on to that hope that we have in God and hope that we're, we're going to come back out of this. We're not going to stay in this. I mean, we've had things happen as a family, as a married couple, we've had things happen where it's like, how's this going to end? How are we coming out of this <laughs> unscathed? <laughs> How are we getting out of this? And so you can be hope. Your life can be hope to someone else. You have something in you that others need. And, you know, we say that all the time is that someone's breakthrough or someone's, uh, you know, their breakthrough or what they need to see is on the other side of your obedience. It's on the other side of you stepping out and, and having the courage to just step out, step on out into hope. Just step out in faith, obviously, in faith, because that's the good part about this. When you set goals, we do have faith. Now, we don't set goals in faith that way. I don't go writing a million-dollar check and say, bless you, here you go, here's my faith check because they'll put me in jail in two minutes for bouncing check. We don't do stupidity. You put that on your vision board. Well, you can put it on your vision board. You might want to put void on it just in case someone gets a hold of it. But, you know, you can do that. I'm going to write my first million-dollar check to this ministry, you know, to support and fund the gospel. Put it on your vision board, sign it, and say, I'm, I'm, that's happening, and, and call that into being. You can do that. Don't hand it to somebody else, though. That's foolishness. There's a borderline of faith and foolishness. But I hope that you got something out of this because I know it was quick and it's, it's just a simple activity. But if we don't know what our values are, we're going to wander. We're going to wander. Look at the children of Israel and their wanderings. We can learn a lesson from them. What kept them? What stopped them? Complaining and murmuring. Murmuring and complaining. 
When you lose hope, what's the first thing you start doing? Complaining. That actually means to stop and pitch a tent. <laughs> That's what that means. When you complain, you remain. You remain. And so uh, that's the first thing you do when you start losing hope. Oh, you start complaining. And so now you remain. You don't go anywhere. So we can learn from the children of Israel and their wanderings, a two-week trip that turned into 40 years. Some people had to be killed off. <laughs> we might need some of that in our lives. But, uh, but, you know, things we need to strip off. Paul said, when you're running your race, strip off those things. So you know what? If there are things that you have made matter in your life that I'm looking at this, this is not one of my values. How did this get up there? How in the world did this thing get up there as one of my values? Because the values, you're going to talk about it. You're going to be looking at it. You're going to be, it's going to consume your life, your values, because it's who you are. How is this up there? That's not one of my values. Uh-uh. Out. And, and again, that's why we're doing this today, because we did the law of priorities last time. Priorities. It goes hand in hand with our values, because I need to prioritize and take action around my values and about, around the goals that I'm setting. So I prioritize around that. Amen? Again, Amen. I know this is not all uh, super spiritual. This is not super spiritual. And we said, well, what about Bible-based goals? Look at the things that we did. You don't necessarily have to see it's all spiritual. To, to leaving a legacy may not say it in the, oh, I asked you to leave a legacy, but it's scriptural. Jesus left a legacy. I'm looking at us right now. Jesus had a secession plan. People are like, that's not biblical. Oh, yes, it is. He had a three-year secession plan. He poured himself into those disciples and multiplied himself, leaders, in three years' time. That's a good secession plan. So it may not say these words, passion, in the Bible. It may not say these things, but guess what? It's scriptural. We're people of faith. So we're people of faith. We're people of God, followers of Christ, taking action on these values and things that matter most to us. If they matter most to you, they're going to matter most to God, and vice versa. If they matter to God, they should matter to us. Amen? Do you have anything else, Pat? No, I'm good. I'm good. I think I'm good, yeah. All right. Anyone else want to add something? Yeah. glory that's awesome that's an awesome verse Colossians chapter 1 and she was just reading that verse based on what we said when you can be hope for someone else we've got to remember that Christ in you the hope of glory that's awesome that's awesome we have a hope we have a hope we have a future and uh, I think I think God is just calling us to just come up a little higher and, and focus on the things that he, that's important, what matters to him. He wants us to have his heart on the matter, have his heart on the matter. Amen? Amen. Glory. All right. I hope you all got something from this, um, that activity page. You know, I know it was rushed, but if you take it home and want to do it again, make sure you just to only use five minutes. Don't sit there a half hour because you will be the most confused person when you get up off the table. I'm just letting you know right now, don't. Just go with your gut. Go with your heart. Just take five minutes, no more than that. Set a timer. You know, one minute for the, the, the first one is a long one because you're going through everything. Get that list down to eight. Get that list down to five. And uh, know what your values are. Again, you may already have values. I know we've talked about this in the past. We said every family should have family values. It's not just something we say, oh, we have family values. What are they? Do your children know what your family values are? Do your, your grandchildren know what we stand for in this family and what we don't? Do they know what that is? It's important for us to have those values and let those be the guiding principles and set direction in our lives. Amen?
Glory to God. All right, let's give tonight. For those of you who are watching online, I will upload that for you. Don't worry. I will. I won't forget you. I will upload that later on when I get into better uh, uh, connectivity. I'll upload that. Uh, and I know that it will be a blessing to you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. If you need an envelope, you will be served. Just raise your hands. Glory to God. We know that when we give, we open the door. We open a door. It's not just something that we do and we throw away, but we know that our giving makes an impact. It makes an impact not only in our lives, but it makes an impact when we give with the right heart, with the right motive, and we give to the right place. It makes an impact in that place and also in the kingdom of God, if it's good ground to sow in. Amen? Amen. I thank you as your pastor for your uh, faithful giving. We so appreciate the faithfulness of our uh, members. It's just a blessing uh, to, to see the faithfulness uh, in each and every one of our members. So thank you. God sees it. And he's the rewarder. Amen? He's going to reward you in ways that I could never so know that he is the rewarder, and there is great reward when we give into the kingdom of God. In fact, it says in the word of God that the faithful abounds in blessing. I like that verse. I like that verse. Every opportunity we get, we get to give. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this opportunity. We thank you that you are no respecter of persons. When we activate this law of giving and receiving, it works for us every time. And so tonight we give without any hesitancy. We give without coercion. We give because we willingly want to give. We willingly want to see your kingdom advance. We want to be in partnership with you. And we thank you, Father, that this is just one way to do it. And so we thank you for the opportunity. We take advantage of it. We do it cheerfully. And we thank you and we praise you for a return on our giving according to your word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. For those that pray with us in the morning, we'll be praying at 9.30 tomorrow, and then we'll have a Friday morning praise at 9.30 on Friday. Uh, we look forward to being with you there. On Sunday, we'll be continuing our series on discerning of spirits. We'll be talking about the gifts of the Spirit, but we'll be talking specifically about the gift of discerning of spirits and so it's it's going to be a good message going to be a good time in the lord i look forward to worshiping god with you i enjoy worshiping with you every single week it's just a blessing and an honor to just be able to come together and there's just such freedom in worship amen, amen. glory to god well thank you for joining us tonight you are dismissed we'll see you